Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. Many people have trouble with emotions. And this is because our society really doesn't encourage us to experience the full range of them. And this is especially true for a lot of men. And because of this, many men dismiss the value of emotions. Um, But emotions are our first language. It's the way babies experience life and communicate with their caretakers. But then, incorrectly, emotions take the back seat. And if that's happening for you, that means you are only partly living. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, men, emotions, and marriage. And I am pleased to have Richard Matskin, jazz drummer, sculptor, and the author of Loving Promises, The Masterclass for Creating Magnificent Relationship, and also Manifesto, A Call for Men to Become Warriors for Kindness. So, Richard, thanks for coming on the show and talking about what I think, I mean, it's it, it's a real challenge, but I think, thank goodness, we're finally actually putting some attention on onto just the value of emotions in general, but especially emotions for men. I agree 100%. Uh, in the past, especially, uh, men's emotions, men would, would uh, keep their emotions quashed mm-hmm. and it uh you know it, when you do that you you keep the most vital part of your life um uh, within yourself you you you're not expressing uh your guts your 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 heart and um you're you're just living half a life when you don't uh when you aren't able to express your emotions well, and it's and, and it's really interesting because you know in, in a lot of the work I do, I will actually and and you know my my father was an engineer, my son is an engineer, my husband is a scientist. I've I've been with you know, all these very analytical guys, and you know I and I have a lot of clients who are you know men in you know technology and this and you know they they will actually tell me. That you know, um, you know, emotions are are not logical, and therefore they're not valuable. And like going, oh my gosh, and you know, and so it's so it's so difficult to break this unhelpful system that we've created. Um, but you know, I'm not sure that even women, while we are allowed more variability, more permission to express emotion, but if we do it in the wrong way or in the wrong context, we get nailed for it too. So it's sort of like we have this whole system where where half of our information, half of who we are is just like, well, don't pay any attention to that. It's it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, men's function uh, since time immemorial was to be protector uh, to be the the doer, and uh, it's it's emotions can get in the way of that. If you're in the army or in the police force, or, mm-hmm. or if you're in, into uh, you want to protect your your family, 
emotions are not serving you. What you need to do is is uh, follow orders. You need to to uh, gird your loins. You need to to uh, uh, be concerned about getting things done. And uh, emotions get in the way of that. <laughs> well, and you, and you talk about this, and all of a sudden, I'm having this vision of having this conversation with with a lot of my male clients who, when their wives are upset or bothered by something, the men want to fix it, <laughs> you know? yeah. which, is this, which is what you're talking about. You're talking about this doer thing because, because sitting with those emotions, not, not just their own emotions, but their partner's emotions is, is really complicated. And so part of, I, I want to get back to this because you, part of how I found you is we both write for the Good Men Project. And you had a piece that was called entitled Men Abdicating to Women, the Expression of Emotion. Uh, and so this is one of those challenges where we've got this weird dynamic going on in a relationship. Can you, so can you explain a little bit about what you mean by men abdicating their, the expression of emotion to women? I will. But let me uh, uh, go back to what you said a moment ago about men mm-hmm. fixing, which is which right. is really uh, an important part. Men, I think, fix in order to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, my wife is is sad or 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 hurting, it's it's hurting me. And mm-hmm. so I try to fix her because I want to fix my own pain. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, to to get back to the article I wrote, um, I, w- I was noticing in myself and in, in a lot of my friends, the people we chose to be with, our, our relationship partner, was much, much more feeling than we were mm-hmm. and I, I noticed that what I was doing was when uh, you know something happened in my relationship and I'm speak I've, I've been married four times so I'm speaking of fast a past relationship but what, what was happening in, in my relationship was if there was something sad happening I couldn't experience that but mm-hmm. I, I allowed my Wife to experience it for me, or or even if something you know wonderful was happening, she was uh, the one to experience the elation, and that uh, I was sort of cold uh, mm-hmm. and feeling and safe. Um, I didn't have to uh, experience the, the difficult feelings of grief or whatever. And I, I allowed my wife to, to experience that. And that's what uh, initiated that uh, article. A lot of my friends were, were like that, too. And it's interesting because in society, we're actually not encouraged to, to experience or to feel what I call the hard emotions. I don't talk about emotions being good or bad. I talk about them being you know, harder or easier to feel. Because, you know, a lot of times people don't necessarily have a issue with feeling elation or love or joy or the ones that we want to feel, but it's the harder ones. It's the grief. It's the sadness. It's the, 
you know, the anger, the frustration, the ones that are not acceptable, quote unquote. And as a society, I don't think we actually encourage those emotions from anybody, but especially not from men. And it's like, you know, we actually start with the, you know, when kids are little, little boys, you know, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, you know, you know, big boys don't cry. Well, it's like, well, okay, yes, they do. But, and please let's, you know, but, but, you know, it's like if you're feeling sad or, or, or struggling with, with some emotions, then you, people, you know, they're not encouraged to actually feel them because they make other people uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, we're, we're trained uh, from very young. Boys are trained not to feel. They're shamed. You know, mm-hmm. be a man. You know, don't, yeah. men don't cry. Um, and and so uh, we we travel through life with that uh, numbing of our emotions. And uh, there's a, a quote that I, I really like from Sam Keen, and it's, since boys are taught not to cry, men must learn to weep. Uh. And it, it's very true. We have to we have to learn to feel, because in the earlier part of our lives, we're we're taught not to feel. Uh huh. So, getting back to the to the subject of men abdicating their emotions to their to their partners, what makes this problematic to to only you know to only have your partner deal with the emotional side of things? What makes this what makes this harder for for men? When that happens, what will happen if if the partner is the one who is the feeler in the in the relationship? Is the man, man can get more and more uh, estranged from his heart, uh-huh. and uh, because you know what you don't use, uh, <laughs> you get bad at. What you use, <laughs> you, you know, you learn. So men, uh, by abdicating the feeling to their partner, um, become more and more cold and unfeeling because they they uh, allow their wives or their their partners uh, to be the the holder of emotion in the in the relationship, and that's uh, they they miss out on on half of life. And they also are unable to be a full partner to their partner. You know, if if my wife is is uh, feeling pain, I can't be with her because it brings up my pain so much. And mm-hmm. So so I'm not present, and that's uh, <laughs> that's that's not good in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, and and. You know, and I know that this is one of one of the things that um, a lot of women, you know, they want their husbands or their partners to be more present, more connected. And, you know, and 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 men really in, in, in a lot of cases don't know how and um, it, it it can make it very challenging, I think, for women. I mean, there's a whole thing right now. It's probably not new, but but there's a whole thing right now that um, talks about women who are carrying the. They're calling it mental load, but I think it's actually more emotional load, emotional load. 
of the relationship, and I and I think a lot of women are get you know, are tired, and they don't. I don't think they fully understand what's going on, right? Um, you know, they especially because in the beginning of relationships, when everybody's in in you know in the in love phase, I think it's probably easier for men to express their emotions at that point in time. But then over mm-hmm. time, it's kind of like, well, now we kind of go back into what we were taught or as, as little kids. Right. And so they, they kind of back away, especially, especially if the woman takes that role on, is that, is that sort of what's going on here? I think that's so, I think that's so. And that, you know, as as happens in many relationships, uh, I, I got my man, I got my woman, (laughs) So I can leave the dirty socks on the floor. I can, I, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I can, uh, you know, be who I really am, which is uh, sometimes a, a, a sloppy lout, you know. <laughs> uh, but it's really important uh, after the, the honeymoon stage. That's when the work begins. That's mm-hmm. that's when um, uh, you have to pay attention to to uh, being the loving person that that you want and that that your partner wants and and uh, you know that's where where the time when love really uh, the work of love really begins. Yeah, I mean, and that's and, and that's a really interesting thing because I mean, I you know, people always seem to be. So, be surprised um, when basically the honeymoon phase is over and now, and now we're faced with some decisions. It's like, how are we going to move our relationship forward? And I think people seriously underestimate the impact of what's going on, you know, with our neurotransmitters and our hormones and all those things when we fall in love and then, and then don't know that those things don't, continue at the same levels through the relationship. And now it's like, oh, we actually have to put some energy into this to see if we can make it be the kind of relationship that we want it to be. And and, and emotions play a role in that, don't they? And, and, and extremely important role. Um, and in my own experience uh, like I said I, I was married four times my my second wife who we're good friends with we we were talking uh, she was over here uh, about a month ago and we were talking about something that was really made an impact on her and it was um, it really showed how um, emotionless I was at, at times in my relationship um, we had uh, left our home for a while, and our our cat, uh, who we both loved very much, wasn't around. And I finally discovered the cat uh, had died, and its body was underneath the uh, the house. Well, mm-hmm. I, I went around, uh, you know, doing doing what uh, one should do, uh, <laughs> burying the cat, not feeling. Mm-hmm. Or, or not expressing my feelings, and mm-hmm. she was distraught. She, it, it really uh, created a, a, a barrier between us. 
because it, it clearly showed that I was unable to either feel or express my feelings. And mm-hmm. that is such a, a, a barrier in a relationship. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So this is Happily Ever After. It's just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking with author, drummer, and sculptor Richard Matskin about men and emotions. And if you find it challenging to feel emotions, or you find them illogical, like Mr. Spock, you may find it difficult to really connect with your partner, or maybe just think that there can be more to your marriage. And if that's the case, I invite you to take a moment and get in touch with me and take advantage of the Hero Husband Project Discovery Session. You can reach me at area code 919-924-0463. That's 919-924-0463. Or you can reach me by email at leslie, L-E-S-L-I, at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S, coaching, N as in Nancy, C as in charlie.com. And now I want to get back to this conversation about men, emotions, marriage, relationships. And so, Richard, uh, we're talking about, um, you you just related that story about the cat, and and it brought up a memory of of my husband. You know, my daughter was in a a car accident that she, luckily she was not injured at all, but she could have been killed. And unfortunately, that day I left my cell phone at home, so she's frantically calling me and you know, not getting me. And so she ends up calling my husband. And you know, so by the dint that she was on the phone with him, he knew she was physically okay. But and so when he, by the time he got to the side of the accident, he was all very logical and rational and dealing with the subject. And she was so hurt that he didn't just come up and give her a hug you know, and ask her how she was, Um, you know, I mean, and and my husband is actually, you know, he's actually a very feeling guy, but at that, but, but, but in his head, she was fine. That was it. Now we got to deal with the logistics and, oh, it was, yeah, (laughs) it it was a struggle. So, you know, so, um, and, and, and you're, and you mentioned it very well because, you know, your wife had this impression of, well, you obviously didn't care about the cat because you weren't showing any kind of emotion. And, you know, I think that's, you know, I think there's actually some evidence that this is partially the reason why men die earlier is because they're holding all this, you know, they hold all this stuff inside. And it's, and exactly. it's like, I think it's not, it's not that men don't have emotions because, I mean, in the article, you state this very clearly. It's like everybody has emotions. Um, yeah. But I think in a lot of cases, they're just not given permission to kind of explore that. Is that even remotely accurate? Yeah, yeah. Well, in, in the incident of the cat, I was feeling very, very, very sad. I, I You know, I loved this cat. Mm-hmm. But I, I had to tamp down my feelings because I, I didn't accept them. And... and mm. uh, yeah, it's true. Everybody feels, but I, I think that men, many men, feel extraordinarily deep, and and because they feel so deep, 
they they have to protect themselves by by tamping down their emotions, and um, the way they do that is you know stiff upper lip and and constricted breathing and and uh, you know tightening up the belly and 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 uh, hunching up the shoulders. So it we use our muscles as as body armor to protect ourselves from feeling. And um, as you say, uh, you you keep doing that, and it cannot help but create problems in in your body, in your gut, and in in your soul also. Yeah, and I... I and so then, so then, so then, men feel this way. And of course, this is one of those things where you know I, I liken it to if you have if you're born with bad eyesight until you go to an eye doctor and they test your eyes. That's you think everybody sees the world that way. And I'm thinking that you know when men you know when men are taught at the at a very early age to you know not be able to have full experience of their feelings. And I agree with you. I think men feel things very, very deeply, but they're told not to, right? They're told to suppress that. And, you know, so then that just becomes their norm, right? This is, they don't even know how, they don't even know how to feel. Uh, Early on, I attended uh, in the 60s and 70s, I attended uh, encounter groups, you know, that that was, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, very popular then and you know they would ask you so what are you feeling and myself and a lot of the men feeling i, I don't know we, we <laughs> it's just, like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah right what what's that what's that totally um unfamiliar with with that aspect of our ourselves because that's not what we were taught and um, women are, are good at that. I mean, that's that's they're expert at feeling. And I think if we, um, well, well, one of the things that I did was that I, I married women who were feelers, and I uh-huh. learned. I, I I became open to to learning and and seeing the value in feeling, and that was one of the the important events in my life was to be able to um, grasp what feeling was by watching how my wives uh, felt. So would you be able to give an explanation of that, about, you know, watching and, and, and learning about, you know, how to experience these feelings? Because I think that's, you know, I mean, and, and again, I, I, I think men are, frequently put into this catch-22 situation, even even with the women in their lives of, you know, we say, we want you guys to be more emotional, more feeling, more whatever. And then when you do, because we're still brought up in that patriarchy, men don't cry kind of thing, we, we look at them as like, oh, a man who's expressing himself emotionally is weak. I mean, because like we're all kind of locked in because it's not just men who are raised in this society. We all are. And it's like, so how, how, how do couples get out of this? How, how did you just, it's like, how did you have this revelation that feelings are real and they're not anything to be ashamed of and that you can actually learn how to feel them? 
Well, one of those things was was being in a men's group because here were a, a bunch of guys who were able to express their feelings. Uh, that was an important part of the men's group was to mm-hmm. be able to to uh, open up and and say what's going on and and uh, to see that um, and to do it myself was a, a tremendous learning experience. Um, also, <laughs> falling in love. Um, you know, like I said, I've, I've been married uh, four times, and each of the time were, times were uh, periods where I learned, and and each successive marriage I, I learned more. And finally, I found the the love of my life, and mm-hmm. and it was Alice. Is her name? She was a, a beautifully open person, and her opening. Her expression of her emotions opened me. Uh, I could see that uh, there's nothing to fear. That mm-hmm. that, uh, that uh, expressing feelings was a, a safe thing to do, and and so that relationship really was was the the most important part of my opening to feelings. What were you paying attention to about learning how to express emotion? Because you said you, you, know, you, you said you learned this from your wife by watching your wives. What is it that you saw? What is it that resonated that went, oh, this is, I can do this? Well, it was a, a feeling. It, it wasn't anything that I thought. It was a feeling. Mm-hmm. And the, the feeling was... A release of oh, I, I don't have to to um, hold everything in, mm-hmm. and that that feeling was uh, such a, a an a, an opening, a, a freedom for me to be able to do that. That that in itself taught me it's okay to feel, and. Uh, you know, uh, through through uh, uh, op- my wife's opening or, or being open, it opened me. Mm. So was she, here's a question, was she okay with that? I mean, was she okay kind of being the mentor? I mean, did she know that she was the mentor, the teacher, or did that just kind of happen organically? That, that happened organically, and and the thing is that she, she valued uh, expression of emotions, and she cheered me on. Uh, you know, <laughs> we were watching the movie King Kong. And, okay. Uh, <laughs> and in the end, you know, the the the, mm-hmm. the big ape. It falls off the Empire State Building and dies a, a dramatic death. Well, right. I was sitting crying <laughs> at, mm-hmm. the, at, at the end of the, the movie. And Alice was was just, uh, she was delighted. She was delighted <laughs> that I was able to express my emotion. And so so she's a cheerleader and, mm-hmm. and helped in that way. Uh, by being totally accepting uh, of me expressing my emotions. There was not a, a, a moment where she felt threatened 
by my being a, a wimp or anything like that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and, and, and I do think that that's, you know, that, that that's one of the things that we have to be careful of, whether it's whether it's our child or our partner or whatever, is that when they are feeling something is to give them the space to feel it. Um, even if we don't, or, or I might feel it differently or, um, you know, but, but, but I think that's true of all of us that we just kind of have to go, okay, if, if I'm, you know, if my partner is expressing feeling and it's making me uncomfortable, it's like, okay, how do I look at me and go, what about that is making me uncomfortable versus looking at my partner going, he or she shouldn't (laughs) feel that way. It's like, well, they do. So, okay, what do you want to do with that? Um, But, but I think that this is part of the relationship dance of like, you're talking about your wife being a cheerleader and encouraging you, you know, because I, I, I think that's with all of us. It's like, well, why am I feeling this way? And how are the people around me reacting to my feeling this way? And I think that's how we all get trained into, oh, don't feel that. That's uncomfortable. That's, that's making somebody else uncomfortable. And if it, you know, it's like, I'd be fine if you would just stop feeling whatever it is you're feeling. It's like, well, okay. But I think that's, you know, I, I think that's, um, being open, do you have any idea of how this came to you? I mean, obviously you were married to these women and you were and you were experiencing it, but but it sounds as if you made a decision that this that this was an okay thing to do. You know, I don't think it was a decision. Um, I think it was just an an organic uh, growth. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when when you're withholding emotion, it takes energy. And, and mm-hmm. there's fear that, that your emotions are going to leak out, and you'll be exposed, and and, uh, and you're you're holding it in with with your muscular armor. That's that's not fun. What is comfortable and and what is uh, alive is just letting be. And uh, I was able to do that in, in, in the presence of a, of a woman who totally accepted my emotions. And uh, it, like I say, it wasn't a decision I made, but it, it was something that uh, it just felt right. And mm. I think that's, that's more powerful than any decision I could have made. So any suggestions about how other men who might want to, who might see the value of be, being more in touch with their emotions, but don't necessarily know how, any suggestions about how they and, and maybe their partners can go about about this? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, the, there, there's hurdles that, that a man has to, to go through. And if he doesn't value uh, feeling and expressing his feelings, um, that's a big hurdle. And so one thing I think that a a man can do is, uh, (laughs) since we're we're oriented to thinking, is Mm -hmm. contemplate emotions and and, uh, see what what is the value of expressing. And how how am I 
hurting my relationship by by not expressing, and mm-hmm. and that in itself can can provide some motivation to to wanting to to open to to feeling. And uh, I think that's that's an important uh, way of beginning. Another thing, uh, another hurdle, is that uh, men tend to be outwardly motivated, you know, to do things, Uh to fix things. And emotions uh, happen inside. Mm. So Mm -hmm. there is something that a a man can do to focus inside by uh, maybe meditation or anything that will turn him inward to to examine what's going on inside can be helpful because it it, it it can help overcome that hurdle. Uh, Absolutely. So, yeah. Richard, where can people learn more? Get one, get your books because I think they're very helpful, especially the manifesto. Uh, but where where can people learn more about um, you, your writings, this whole opening up to emotions thing? <clears throat> well, um, we are putting together a blog site, which will soon be up. But we have a website, and I say we because uh, my my wife and I are, are artists also, and mm-hmm. uh, we have a site called matskinstudio.com, and there's lots of information there about our our work, our artwork, our, our books, our, uh, you know, uh, discussing issues of, uh, uh, for men and for partnership and, uh, and for aging, because that, that's kind of been our specialty in our art. Right. So, so that's, that's M-A-T-Z as in zebra, K-I-N, studio.com. Yeah. Well, great. And also, in, in the Good Men Project, I've, I've been writing a number of uh, fairly short articles. They're, they actually are uh, from the book I'm writing now, uh, and uh, these these articles are are uh, they're very man friendly because they're they're short and to the point and. Uh, you know, that's what uh, I think uh, men are more comfortable with. So that's, that's another place to, to look and see some of my thoughts about being a man. Well, again, and thank you so much for being on the show. And what I want people to understand is that emotions are often messy. And that's why it's really tempting to push them away, especially the more challenging ones. And the problem is you can't selectively shut down emotions. If you shut down the harder ones, you're going to shut down the ones that you want to feel. And as we've talked about today, closing off your emotions will also create distance from your partner. And that's not good for your relationship. So hopefully you learned some valuable things today. And I hope one of the things that you'll continue to do is to continue to listen to this show And so until next week, stay loving.